Hi there, this is Dan Delta Collins. You're listening to Wandering DMs. Wandering DMs is broadcast live every Sunday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time on twitch.tv slash wanderingdms and also youtube.com slash wanderingdms. And now, enjoy the show. Hi everyone, welcome to Wandering DMs. I'm Paul. And I'm Dan, and today on Wandering DMs, we're going to be talking about... Paul, what's the topic for today? Grappling! We're grappling with grappling. (laughs) We are! It's a weighty issue that you need to wrestle with. It's true, that's what we're going to be doing. So, so how many... So many, so, you know, it's it's an interesting uh, subsystem in D anD D and other role playing games that has varied so much from edition to edition. That I lot, thought it might be interesting to see what the options are. A lot of ink has been spilled on this topic. I feel like, and um, not just in terms of the rules, which we'll see that uh, there's a lot of text, but also just in as I tried to look this up on the internet right there's a lot of discussion a lot of nuanced detail how does this work how does this interact with this other thing i feel like it comes up a lot um possibly just because it's pretty complex and so we'll, i'm yeah. sure we'll be discussing the complexity factor and enough. i think one of the things that we'll see is right at the inception uh of D that kind of went the grappling system went in a really different direction from the rest of the the rest of the system actually so right off the bat there was this big bifurcation kind of a kind of a uh, a fault line that we've been wrestling with ever since so i think that that might be part of how it how it started at least i just don't <laughs> I mean, I, I want I want to bring up right right. Okay, so so <laughs> hang on. Here we go. So William we are, already we are says, looking at the please don't comments. do a grapple. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and that's a funny thing, is right? Is that's that's the way it has gone. That um, yeah. even wizards is very aware of this problem, right? Like yeah. I remember infamously when we when when I was at Gen Con and they announced fourth edition, and they played that ridiculous promo video with the guy with the weird French yeah. accent. Um, they poked fun at how complicated grappling is in that video. They have a moment where they're they're trying. I think they're trying really? to sort of present how the how the rules have evolved and how fourth edition is the next evolution, and we've cleaned up all the problem areas. So they're kind of trying to highlight the problem gotcha. areas of early editions. Gotcha. And when they get to gotcha. third edition, they poke fun at grappling. Gotcha. So we'll, let's put a pin in that. In the yeah, in the yeah. let, please don't do a grapple. And the other thing that I would point out is, I mean, I don't know what other systems pop up, Paul, that you can think of that your players go, please don't do that. Can you think of anything else that your players specifically say, oh, please don't, please don't, <sighs> please, please, please no. don't use that system. Please don't use. Because I can think of one thing in my games yeah, that happened. Okay, over okay, and over again. I, I'm not nothing's jumping to mind. Okay, well, the one thing for me is that, like, please don't do a joust. Right. So, right. Original D. Right. Please not. I think you said that. (laughs) So, original D and D relies on that special, you know, jousting subsystem from Chainmail, and I used to do that. And I just I heard my players say, "Oh God, please don't do a joust." Enough times that I actually stopped doing that. So interesting. There's a couple. There's a couple things baked into the system like that. Hmm. Um, Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So maybe we should. Maybe we should look at. Yeah. Maybe we should look at where we are today. Like so 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 this wonderful solved problem that Wizards has, has finally solved. What is it what does it look like now that I'm told well, that I'm told they finally found the silver bullet? What does it look so, like now? Um so here's here let me let me bring this up before we before we dig into the rules themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um yeah. grappling comes up a few times in episodes of the Big Bad. And I think just recently we saw one episode where actually some grappling happens. But I think right. in multiple episodes, we someone starts to do a thing, and I say something like, "Oh, probably I'll rule that as a grappling attack." And please, and then I start to misquote the rule because I've got third edition grappling rules baked into my head for right. some reason. Of course, and, of course. and but I'm also like getting out the book, getting ready to check because I know I'm going to screw it up. And and they back away. They're like, uh, "No, I'm going to do something else." No, mm, on second thought, no thanks. <laughs> Um, so. It's like um, it's like in uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail when they see Camelot and they're like, "Nah, let's not. That's, let's yeah, not let's go <laughs> there. <laughs> let's do something else." Great, great. <laughs> All right. So-
sound. It seems oh, we lost audio there briefly. Lo- looks like we oh, okay. lost audio. Sorry, sorry, everyone. Okay. S- apologies. Okay. This this is the problem that continues to haunt us for some reason. Um, that whenever I pull up uh, some examples here, for some reason, uh, we we drop audio. So apologies, everyone. Uh, thank you, everyone in the chat, for pointing that out. Uh, audio is back. So just real quick, uh, we're looking at the rules for grappling in 5th edition. Uh, for anyone who got their player's handbook out, this is page mm-hmm. 195. Uh, On the top, okay. and in the bottom is the condition from the appendix. Yep. 100 pages away. Yep, great. And more or less, you make a standard attack roll. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, if that succeeds, then you make opposed strength or dexterity checks, basically. And then at that point, you've got them more or less immobilized. Uh, I don't uh, think you're right, though. No, you don't. Am I, you, am I you, wrong? Do, um, you do not make a melee attack when you want to grab okay. a creature to wrestle with it. And this is the this is the this is the misquote I make uh, six times okay, in okay. in the Big Bad. Okay, right. Yep, it says okay. it is a kind of melee attack. Yes. Okay. But you don't roll the melee attack dice, as far as I know. Oh, jeez. Right, Still, the target of your grapple so must be no more. Well, <laughs> You're right. Yeah, yeah. So you just immediately go yeah. into the opposed check. You say huh. it, it consumes a melee attack, so you have to have okay. a, you give yep, up yep. a melee attack to yep. do this. Yep, but then yep. you immediately okay. go into the, into the opposed roll. Okay. Yep. And that's right. and and I, I'm delighted that you made that mistake because that's the exact mistake I made a time and again on the big bed. So apologies. <laughs> well, so I, I mean more. I mean, and, and I'll say more. Not only is that not only are we thinking third edition rule, frankly, you know, but with the mistake that I just made would be would be correct in any prior edition. Yep. Any prior edition, there yep. was a there was a two roll sequence. So yep. I, I admittedly I apologize because I haven't looked at this enough to to avoid that mistake, huh? Yep. It's only one yep. one opposed roll. It's one opposed roll, and huh. now and then and then and then just because let's make it a little more complicated. The attacker must roll athletics, but the defender gets to choose if they want to avoid yeah. it with athletics or acrobatics. Yeah. So yeah. a little little bit of an advantage there to the defender um, in in that flexibility of which which way they want to defend. So on the one hand, the end result isn't any damage. It's just it's just keeping the target <clears throat> immobilized, basically. But to, that seems that seems possibly overpowered. Do people in fifth edition think that's overpowered? That you can just walk up to anything and make a single a single roll like that to to immobilize them? Uh, I haven't heard anyone call it overpowered. Yeah. Okay. Um... Yeah, I mean, yeah, and, and then so you have the the effects of being grappled here, which I think are very useful, right? That that um, yeah. um, what is it? Their 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 movement speed comes zero. Um, yeah. Yeah. The condition also ends if the effect. Oh, is that all that's in grappled? That's more or less it. Yeah, that's it. They're just they're, their speed becomes zero. at The end. Hmm. Hmm. I guess I feel like there's, and this is this is where it's going to get complicated, but. Um, there's a fair number of monsters who make attacks that are similar to a grapple, but aren't really yeah. like... It's not like we're wrestling, right? But like maybe I'm right. uh, fighting a giant lobster and it's got a big claw and it's going to say, oh, if it makes right. this attack such and such, then the target becomes grappled. And often they become both grappled and restrained. I see. I so see. I'm used to fairly often seeing grappled and restrained. Okay. Okay. So I see that I see. So there's a difference. I see there's a difference between their speed being zero and otherwise being immobilized. So you can still they can still take actions, they can still attack back with a weapon. I, yeah. Interesting. And I think I think even restrained isn't quite that terrible. I think they can still take actions while restrained, but maybe certain things right. are at advantage or disadvantage. Um yeah. Uh, oh, look at this. I amazingly flipped to it immediately. Restrained is um, attack rolls against you have advantage, and your own attack rolls have disadvantage, and you have disadvantage on dexterity saving throws. Um, but I'm surprised to see that grappling doesn't just give you restrained automatically. And the other thing that came up hmm. in the chat, the same question hmm. as me, is um, I don't see any text here about uh, preventing spellcasting. Can yeah, just no, cast spells normally. Yeah. Even even if you're restrained, you can cast spells normally. Really? Yep. Speed becomes zero. Can't can't uh, you know disadvantage on attack rolls. So so again, remember that some spells are attack rolls, right? If I'm going right. to like right. shoot a ray of frost at someone, I have to make an attack roll, so that would become a disadvantage. Yeah. But if I'm right. just casting some arbitrary spell, nope, nope, I can do it. Really? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Huh? Surprising. Yeah. <clears throat> Surprising. 
if someone if someone in the chat thinks that you're in fifth edition you 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 can't get off a spell with somatic component while you're grappled feel free to throw down a page number because we're not seeing that at the moment yeah. uh fascinating hmm. Hmm. now the other thing i will point out is obviously every um you know every monster right needs to have at least a strength and dexterity ability recorded in order to interface with this rule if not actual athletics and acrobatics skills so there's the presumption that every single entity in the game has those abilities available yeah to make those i mean opposable. that's the typical monster manual entries will have all six ability scores and then they'll just note specifically if they have a skill if they have a skill boom here right. it is but i would say right. a lot of times i look at a car at a monster stat block and if this came up i'd be like well it doesn't say anything about athletics or acrobatics so just roll straight strength or dex interesting interesting well, I think that my my assessment of this is this is far too simple, Paul. So <clears throat> let's go to let's 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 okay. look let's look at a, a, a more a more refined uh, a more refined <laughs> and subtle and nuanced uh, grappling rule, like in third edition, perhaps. Great. We're gonna you know at the same time we're gonna jump, we're gonna go every two editions is what we'll do. Let's go back and okay. So here's the here's the rules. For, here's the rules for third edition, which. Um, didn't originally fit on one page until I sliced it up and put it together here, but most of it's on <laughs> the third edition player's handbook, page 137. It does take up an entire full page of text. Mm. Um, so there's, there's, there's more detail here, and maybe some of us like the more detailed version of grappling. So like most of the earlier editions here, there's going to be a two-roll sequence where you walk up to something, you want to grab them, and there's a special, okay, you make a touch attack, right? So first yep. of all, you make a touch attack, ignoring the opponent's armor. Then you make opposed grappling checks. There's a very, there's a specific unique um, role here called the grapple check that includes your base attack bonus, your strength modifier, and a size modifier. Yep. Uh, so if the touch attack is successful, then you do the opposed grapple check. Assuming that's successful, then the attacker has a oh, there's an attack of opportunity. <laughs> Forget about that. Okay, so before any okay, there's three rolls. One, yeah, the attack of yeah. opportunity is you go in to try it. Two, the touch attack, ignoring their armor. Three, the opposed grapple checks, including size and stuff. And then, assuming that's all successful, then the attacker gets an option of they can either do some damage or they can pin and totally immobilize the opponent for one round. Or they can get involved in a mass grapple and break somebody else's pin. Or they can, if they're already themselves pinned, they can escape. So I guess there's four options there. And there's additional rules for if you have a weapon uh, or casting spells, you cannot, you cannot, yeah. So here's where no, if you have a somatic component in the spell, you do something physically, you can't do it while you're, while you're pinned. And you can also use an acrobat, you can use a, an escape artist check to get out. Yep. And uh, and some other things. And you lose your attacks of opportunity while you're pinned. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. A lot of stuff. This is exactly the joke they make in that video. Okay. Uh, you know, somebody says, Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna grapple the troll, and everybody goes, everyone rolls right. their eyes. Oh, really? <laughs> and the DM gets out the book. All right, four steps. <laughs> Step one. <laughs> you know, and then you know, yeah, yeah. They 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 kinda yeah. Anyway, it's not even well, you know, it's not even super well formatted on this page because they have a par they have this paragraph about the special grapple check, right? Just so you know about the special grapple check modifiers, but that actually doesn't happen until step three later on. So <coughs> part of my mistake that I just made was the way the page is formatted out yeah. because that's not actually going to occur until three steps later. Um, now, for what it's worth, I quickly, uh, I, I wanted to make sure we were looking at some other stuff besides D&D. I quickly yes, looked please. at D20 Modern, and okay. D20 Modern is pretty similar, uh, or, or exactly the same as this, which is not surprising, because D20 Modern was, was built up 3rd edition. Um, so that there's that. Um, also, I looked at Savage Worlds, which was my go-to right around 3rd around edition Great. time. When right. I started to go, oy vey, this is this game has gotten too much for me. I need something simpler, easier, okay. lighter. Savage okay. Worlds was my okay. was my respite. Okay. So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna so grappling in, in your Savage Worlds. Uh, this is Explorer's Edition, uh, around page 68. We get we get four paragraphs, which is not so bad. Um, okay. Basically, you make a fighting roll, just like you were gonna punch someone or do any kind of fighting. Um, if the um, 
Uh, you don't do damage. Instead, the target becomes grappled. Uh, okay. Savage Worlds has degrees of success, so if you make it with a raise, then they also become shaken. Uh, Savage Worlds has this nice shaken attribute, which is sort of like being stunned, I guess. Um, you have to do a special roll to get out of being shaken. Uh, that, that's convenient, I think, for something like grappling because it fits nicely. Um, and then you get into basically from there on forward, you get into a pose check. So either a pose check to escape or a pose check to possibly do some damage or um, that, that's about it, basically. That's about gotcha. it. Gotcha. Uh, it's fairly straightforward, but again, it falls into a very similar pattern to third edition, right? Of sort of like right. begin with a normal attack roll. Once we're now we're in the grapple state, once we're in the grapple state, start doing opposed checks to either escape or to impose further, you know, damage or whatever to the to gotcha. Your gotcha. A little more elegant, I think. Certainly less text, yep. um, but that also leans in a little bit to the Savage Worlds stuff. Nice, nice. Yeah, I like that. I mean, I like. You know, I got to admit, I don't mind the idea of, you know, core mechanics so much these days like I do, I do like something that the players are going to recognize hmm. when you start describing what's about to happen and i got to admit compared to some of the some of the earlier editions where there's a separate mechanical subsystem for every single action you ever take again i do think the problem with that is that new players coming to the table are just going to be bamboozled and not know what to what to expect yeah. next so if you yeah. have a common mechanic I, I actually do appreciate being able to fold Wait, that into it. You're talking about the the common mechanic here of of making an attack roll, I assume. Yeah. yeah. Uh, plus uh, the you know like you're talking Savage Worlds there. Plus the um, uh, the I'm sorry, what's called when you pump up by four? It's called a, a raise. Yeah. A raise, right? The yeah. raises or the shaken state or things like that. Sure. Yeah. You're gonna know what when you're playing Savage Worlds. You're gonna know what that is, so it's it's familiar and yeah. consistent. I I like. <laughs> grapple rules that begin with a standard attack because that's something I've leaned on a lot in older editions where there's not a lot of rules for things. Usually somebody's doing something that is aggressive towards someone else even when it's not an attack. Right. I'll usually right. start with a straight attack roll. Uh, that's usually right. my fallback. of Oh, you're doing something weird and unusual? Okay, still make the same kind of roll you're used to and we're going to mm -hmm. interpret the results differently. I like that. I like that. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> now, William in the chat is asking about Call of Cthulhu, Paul. Actually, maybe you could help me uh, tell me what, what Call of Cthulhu usually does for that? Uh, I, I have no idea. <laughs> Unfortunately, that book is out in the next room, and it's definitely... The core Call of Cthulhu rules is not my area of expertise. I will say okay. that. Okay. I'll say that. Okay, great. Yeah. yeah so, great. Sorry. Uh, hopefully, maybe somebody else in the chat has a little more experience with Call of Cthulhu okay. and can rattle it off. Okay. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Yeah, I would. I, I'm. I mean, you, you. You don't spend a lot of time wrestling with 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 cosmic tentacled horrors. I would. Like Most of my common... horror games, I don't run in standard Call of Cthulhu. Okay. Is really the okay. the answer here. Okay. Uh, in fact, gotcha. more likely to use Savage Worlds to be honest in my <laughs> horror games. So there you go. <laughs> there you go. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, so yeah, yeah. You want to you want to keep going down the down the road here? Yeah, yeah. Let's look at so so let's so now I want I want to look at first edition. So I I played a lot of first edition. Let's look at the first first edition now. When you go to first edition AD and D, here's the great thing: you're not just going to get one rule. You're not going to get two separate rules. You're going to get three separate rules in the core rule books for how awesome. you want to run grappling. There are three completely different systems depending on where you where you want to go with this. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at page 72 here on my Dungeon Master's mm -hmm. Guide. Yeah. Okay. So this was, uh, this was the 1979 uh, Dungeon Master's Guide. Um, and obviously the, the combat becomes a lot more elaborate and a lot more page text than, than what came before in original D&D. And as you can see here, what a what a wonderful, fascinating system this is. So whereas, you know, standard D&D combat is roll a D20, and it's a binary result of either you hit and do some damage or miss, here for the grappling, now first of all, it's percentage-based. So get out your percentile dice. Okay. Um, the first thing that happens, now again, there's going to be two rolls here. There's going to be, like, do you get a hit, and then what's the result of the grapple? And so the, the, the do you get a hit is... <clears throat> Okay, the attacker takes their armor class. Okay, the attacker's armor class comes into play. You take that armor class, multiply it by 10 for a percentage, right? So if your AC was 6, your base chance to hit is 60%. Modify it by 
one percent per dexter raw dexterity point modify it by, modify it by defenders yes that's actually there modify it by defender's armor class where the opponent is slowed uh a 10 percent adjustment per three inches of move rate of the target a special modifier if the target is hasted roll that percentile check to see whether you actually land a hit Okay. Assuming that works, now you're going to roll percentile dice again to see what the result is and look it up on a special grappling table. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> wait, I want to stop you here because I, I, right, I, I, I cracked, I cracked this open half an hour before the, before the show. Right. And you're already like three paragraphs down from where I was expecting to start. Oh, really? Okay. Which okay. is variables applicable yeah. to all pummeling, grappling, and overbearing attacks. Oh, the attacker takes the number of the column he or she normally uses for weapon attacks, one being that for the lowest level, two being that for the next group and such. To this number, he or she adds the score of a secretly rolled D6. <laughs> the defender what does the same, but the die rolled is a D4. Looking I'm looking at page 72. Non-lethal and weaponless combat procedures. About the oh, second that. paragraph down. So I'm going to roll D6. You're going to roll D4. <laughs> And we can use that as a bonus or penalty, the base chance to do any of these attacks. <laughs> Are you serious? What paragraph is that? I, I'm totally not seeing that. You're not seeing that? So non-lethal no. and weaponless combat procedures. Yeah. There's a paragraph of text under that. And then in bold, variable applicable oh. to all pummeling, grappling, and overbearing attacks. Why... Right on page seventy-two. But there, you're 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 doing a D six modifier on a percentile check. What? The, why? This is coming through. Right. Yeah. Right there. The attacker yeah. takes the number for the column <laughs> he normally uses for weapon attacks. The number of the column. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> the number of the column for attack. So, I guess if you're a first to second level fighter, you you. I'm, I'm you, assuming you, that was a reference to the combat matrices. I guess. Yeah. yeah, right. So right. if you're a fourth to second level fighter, you're adding one. And if you're a second to third if you're third to fourth level fighter, you're adding two to a yeah. D6. And then you're adding that to the percentile chance to hit. Oh my god. But then you, you generate that variable well, and then you get a choice of how to apply the variable. You can either <laughs> I see. Attacker, so basically you can use it as a bonus. On your base chance Either to hit, your initial attack or your damage roll, yeah, your, yeah. your damage table roll. I see. So you either your attack or your the effect. Let me let me oh take a step back. Let's well, go even sorry, even I that. even back a, a level here from first edition, and let me just talk about the fact that this is all in the dungeon master's guide, which I think is really interesting. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. This is not in the player's handbook. So one of the things I remember when we were playing third edition D&D is we played with a player who was into this and was like, you know, I love wrestling, yeah. I want I want totally. to do this, I want to I want to grok the rules, I'm going to understand them and yeah. I'm going to bring them to bear. Yep. Yeah. And as a player, I remember that feeling. As a player, he could do that. The implication I think in first edition is none of your business player you just tell me what you want to do and the dm had better know all these crazy rules and so i can just imagine some poor dm being blindsided by this and some player going like i'm gonna wrestle this thing i'm gonna grab it okay wait wait wait. this is there's a thing for this in the dmg let me flip through it okay step one get out a d6 oh man oh man <laughs> and look at the numerical column that you use to attack yeah, and the combat matrices, which are also only in the DMG. So let me look that one up for right. you, player. Right. 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 Yeah, yeah Ooh, and you know, you know, that was, you know, granted that, you know, that, you know, first edition was my first edition where, where you had separate books, okay? So, I yeah. mean, you know, I had a basic D&D book where just everything's in one booklet. But the first time I got an edition that was separate books, first edition, that was my assumption was that all the combat tables, all the saving throws, all that kind of stuff was DMs per view only. Yep. And it, it was the only edition where they ever did that. They didn't do that in original edition. They didn't do that in any, in any later edition. So first edition does have this really weird aspect of, of saying that all the mechanical stuff is, is DM only. And, you know, there are times when that is attractive to me, where for, for immersive purposes, I would kind of like the players thinking, you know, in world, in character, and not thinking about numbers. Yeah. But on the other hand, um, you know, on the other hand, it's a game, and I kind of want my players to be able to make good decisions. 
I'm, so it's an interesting prospect. I, I'm for the idea, honestly, of players not having a lot in front of them and just being and, and having that immersive quality and just saying, I'm just going to try this thing, DM, please figure it out. But then from there, I want to fall back on an incredibly rules light system where as DM, I'm like, well, I got these couple of three rules that can apply. And other yeah. than that, I'm just going to have to make stuff up. Um, I'm definitely not going to uh, as, as, um, oops, that's the wrong one. Uh, oh, I lost his comment. Drat. <laughs> there it is. Uh, as, 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 uh, come on, come on, show it. There we go. As John says, the DMG is the gamer's Necronomicon. True comprehension causes insanity. <laughs> well, well I think there's a table for that. I think there's a table in the book for that, actually. So probably, it's, probably. it's both self-referential and, and meta. Uh, yeah. And I think you're right. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and Will, I think, I'm pretty sure we can find... Um, you know, quotes, later quotes by Gary Gygax, the author here on this. And for a couple of subsystems like weapon versus armor and the unarmed system where he himself actually makes fun of anybody that wants to use this. And he says, well, some people demanded it, so I put it in, but you know, only only crazy, you know, only crazy hardcore gamers are actually going to use that. And I would never actually use these grappling rules that are in there. Now, that's one that's a place where I personally would critique, uh, you know, you should have you should have been explicit about that. You should have labeled it optional or something like yeah, that. But yeah, yeah. first edition, they didn't have the idea of marking things as optional or alternate rules. And so if you're a, if you're a literal minded person receiving the book, that looks like it's a core part of just how a D and D is supposed to be run. I'm going to, I'm going to push a comment from William here. Who's answered one of our questions for us. Oh, thank, thank you, you William. Uh, this might get cut off. So I'm going to make sure I read it all out here. Oh, jeez, well, oh. We're just getting every bug, <laughs> every I, bug plausible. I see the... <sighs> Can't bear with me while I fix that this. Like a good comment too. Let's do it. Somehow the comment system decided to replace your name tag. I'm just going to read it. I'm just going to read it, Dan. Uh, William says, Call of Cthulhu. Grapple is a type of melee weapon, punch, kick, or others. You, you must succeed the attack and then have the option of inducing other checks to pin, knockdown, etc. So that's the Call of Cthulhu. Again, I think following that kind of similar... Oh, I see your name's on the screen twice now. That's super fun. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Oh, good lord. Um. <laughs> if, if, if anybody's wondering who, who came up with the idea of, of punishing the viewers with all this text, that was, that was mine. That, was that, that, all right, <laughs> that so box over there was really text-heavy today. That was mostly my idea. Okay. Um, I have two more pages of first edition stuff from you here, Dan. Can we... Can okay. we, uh, can we... <laughs> Okay, yeah. but I want to I want to look at the table. We never looked at the result table. Oh, okay, right. Go which, on. Is, which is over which is over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the result table on the right hand column, kind of interesting. Again, nor you know normal D and D that we're used to is a binary hit and then you roll damage. But this, you go to this very special table for the results, and it's percentile based. And there's a whole giant list of modifiers that get applied. But the interesting thing here is you get specific described kind of flavorful results. So it's it's either a waist clinch or an arm lock or a, or, a, or a finger lock or a bear hug or a headlock or a stranglehold or or a, or a knee or a knee to the groin. Yeah, right? okay. That's Which, nice. I like that. And each of those different categories has a different uh, damage base. Most of this is all damage. Mm -hmm. it's, it's either one, two, three, five plus your strength bonus. And then um, at the very last, the highest level case, you've got the opponent stunned, which I think lasts for like a round or something like that. Interesting. So on the one hand, you know, I'm, I'm, like, uh, as, as ridiculous as all these giant lists of percentage modifiers look, I got to admit, for me, I would look at that table and go, I would like to know a specific like, oh, I got him in an arm lock versus yeah. an elbow smash. Yeah. I'm immediately kind of attracted to the, the visceral... Um, you know, spe specificity of that. Yeah. And if anything in this, like, I kind of want, like, I'm kind of attracted to get to that end goal. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I agree that I do. I like that as well. Um, if I were to try and house rule something, I feel like I would take that list, abstract it mm -hmm. into a table and then just say, okay, you've, you're wrestling and you've successfully done something to your opponent roll on this table. 
Let's see what happens. Yeah, now, so, so, so Joshua there in the chat is saying, so a headbutt will kill any ordinary human. That's, a, that's an interesting critique. Um, you know, maybe this table was written thinking about higher level characters where then mm. the, the headbutt there doing six damage plus strength bonus. You're right, that would kill a normal human. Um, so maybe maybe which, this was written from the perspective which of could like happen, a higher right? Like, like that could happen yeah. in real life, I guess. It's, uh, it seems odd that it would be, you know, always happen, but it's plausible. If you think about, like, you know, movies, I don't normally, I, admittedly, I don't normally see stories or movies where somebody gets headbutted and they're actually just, they're, 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 they're perished at that point. Yeah. But usually they get that. You know, they just like have a black eye or something like I don't that. Know. Yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm reminded of this the 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 uh, trope of like getting the nose bone jammed up into your brain with a. Okay, anyway, no. <laughs> there's there's that. There's that. Anyway, anyway, we are we are so far. I, I agree. What's that? It would be automatic. Every time you headbutt somebody, they're just dead. Just yeah. walk around. Just I mean, that actually does more damage than a dagger, right? So maybe your wizard should go around trying to <laughs> headbutt people. For for double damage what you can do with a dagger, right? I I know my next magic user character. Thanks, Dan. Break that one down. That's <laughs> Harry the Head, I'm gonna call him. And <laughs> that's it. Harry Out of spells, head. time to start headbutting. <laughs> that's brilliant. Brilliant. So okay. I have so I have a play so granted yeah. that this looks so different, right? Normal D D combat with swords doesn't isn't doesn't have hit locations right nowhere in first edition is that a thing but here you have the grappling table and it has specific like locations and and you know weapons and limbs and stuff like that now and now simultaneously there's another page that says ad and d combat doesn't do hit locations it specifically says i don't know we, we're more abstract than that and it's a big pig pen like dust up over the course of a minute and you have no idea what just happened, but then here on this table is very specific, like, oh, I've got you in a finger lock. Yeah. Um, so it looks very different from the system. So where did that come from? It's, you know, this, it's this stuff. It's this stuff that, that gives me this weird knee-jerk reaction, which I feel like we heard. Um, we hear a lot, right? As, as guys who both play 5th edition and old school stuff, from the fans of old school, I often hear, oh, you want to play 5th edition? We should play something, you know, simpler and lighter and, and faster. Let's play 1E. And I go, that really? Like, let's not play 1E. Right, let's right. play basic. Let's play OD&D. Now we're, now, we're, now we're cooking, I think. You want to play 1E and you think that's going to be simpler and lighter and faster than 5th? I'm not sure I agree with that. Good, good point. Yeah. Good point. Now, if you if you highlight pages like this and say that the author officially said they were optional, maybe it gets a little better. But I totally agree yeah. with that. I mean, the initiative rules are again borderline mental health perilous. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got, I'll point out. I got challenged in the comments. Um, uh, John uh, is challenging me to uh, quickly come up with the expected damage from the grappling table and uh it's 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 around three ish right so assuming <laughs> there's no assuming that there's no percentage modifiers or that they all cancel out then you know it's around three plus strength bonus around there so uh a little so slightly slightly more than average damage from a dagger all right all right Great i think question. that's my guess i'm just i'm just ballparking that all right so can we jump back can we go older can we look at older stuff, or do you really want me to page through the next two pages of 1E stuff? Let's go older. Yeah, great, great, great. Okay, so uh, that's one of the. I mean, that's where the Boot Hill stuff is. Oh, oh actually, so to, I'd, like to, I'd like to. I'd like. Yeah. You want to? Let's go to the Boot Hill stuff. So go Boot Hill. Okay. Yeah. Is, there we go. So my question is, where? Right. So where did this idea for a specific hit location from grappling come from? Well, it occurred to me to look at the Boot Hill rules. The, the rules for uh, Western, uh, you know, Western role-playing games, uh, largely, you know, written by the, the, the Brian Bloom and, and so forth. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, that came out within a year of original D&D, right? Original D&D came out in 1974, and Boot Hill came out in 1975. And Boot Hill does have hit location specifics in its combat. So you shoot someone with a gun, and you do actually roll on a hit location table for you get him in the arm or the chest, 
and then depending on where you hit them, it's more likely to be fatal or not. In line with that, here is the Boot Hill unarmed, you know, fighting in a bar or something like that mm -hmm. rules. Mm -hmm. And you can see at the top of the page, there's a there's a table specific for punching. And at the bottom of the page, there's specific uh, table for grappling. And, you know, Boot Hill has different statistics, but you know, here I think you roll 2d10 two, two and add them, I think, and go to this table. And you can see that the results here are very concrete, specific descriptions. It's either no hold or kick or a gouge or an arm lock or a head lock or you get need or thrown or an elbow smash or a bear hug. And there's a lot, you notice there's a lot of overlap in those categories with the first edition DMG table. It's almost the same descriptions. And so my, my hypothesis might be that um, you know, and, and again, you're rolling D10s here for this. So my, my hypothesis might be maybe Gary saw this in Boot Hill and was enchanted by it, or he was rushed for time and uh, you went and grabbed this because he knew there were some grappling rules here and kind of was inspired by this and modified it a bit for D&D. Yeah. So my, my personal hypothesis is maybe he was either thinking or looking at this Boot Hill table for this, this hit location-y type thing Seems, seems, seems reasonable. Seems reasonable. You know, the thing that jumps out at me about these tables that have very specific moves in them is the notion that you could do this for other kinds of combat too, right? Like anyone who probably knows a lot about yep. swordplay would say, well, you know, I could come up with a table of all different kinds of sword attacks I could make yep. and, and it'd be, be very visceral and very immersive to use, but we don't do that, right? We've, we've abstracted it down to just roll to hit, is there damage? done walk away um and i feel like it's odd that grappling gets special treatment here i agree you know, I i'm agree. not saying i don't and want I... those descriptive words i do i really do but i almost kind of just want them to be flavor that we can add as as our interpretation of the numbers <clears throat> i agree so me, me like this morning looking at this i feel like the grappling rules have been have have been imported from a different system. Yeah, right. Uh, it's a reasonable. AD &D. It seems like a reasonable theory. I wonder if we right. know anyone who was there at the time who could uh, who could uh, prove or disprove that. Yeah, yeah. To me, <laughs> it looks like a slice of slightly mutant DNA coming in from another system. Interesting. And it's funny because we still have you know the old school players still have these debates about how abstract is the combat. Yep. Is one roll one shot or yep. does it is does it represent a minute of, of sparring back and forth. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And there's a lot of, you know, there's text in first edition that says both things. Yep. Um, I don't mind it being something specific, even if you don't have a table, I don't mind it being one shot that you can describe as going over somebody's head or, you know, banging them in the shin or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Great. So I see, you know, I could, I could see that, but we admittedly, it's, it's a weird, it's a weird fit for classic D and D. Sure is. Um, do you want to look at some of this other stuff, or should we should we get into analysis? Let's look at at least. Let now. I'll just say so. The other two things in first edition is when the Unearthed Arcana supplement came out, and we don't need to look at them. Uh, when the Unearthed Arcana supplement came out, the, there was an appendix that said maybe you don't like that complicated system in the Dungeon Master's Guide. Here's two. Here are two other options for you to consider, and one of them was literally just one paragraph where you roll the hit, and if you're successful, um, the opponent can't move for one round. That's it. The end. And then there was a, a second system that took that and expanded it with more modifiers, like about a page worth of modifiers, basically. So Unearthed Arcana got, um, certainly got a lot simpler. But I would like to look at original D&D &D. now. Okay. Original D&D, &D, the core rule books. how much information is there about grappling? None. Zero. Not mentioned, okay. not commented in any way, shape, or form. But if you go to Strategic Review Magazine number two, nice. summer 1975, nice. Nice. Yeah. there's okay. a column by Gygax labeled Frequently Asked Questions About D&D. And in that, in that Frequently Asked Questions, there's a combat example. I'm going to show you a combat example to see exactly how D&D combat is supposed to go. And there's a fourth level fighter, and he's in dungeon, and he gets jumped by a bunch of orcs, and Gary says, so since the orcs outnumber the fighter so much, 
they are going to throw down their weapons and they're going to they're going to pig pile them and grapple them. Now, I, for me, this is the last thing that I would have ever expected for a canonical example of D and D combat because the books don't say anything about that whatsoever. But sure enough, the orcs all throw down their weapons, mm -hmm. pig pile the fire, and mm -hmm. the example highlights a couple things. One is I guess that's an option. <laughs> right, sure, sure. Which we didn't know about. Two, the fighter gets as many attacks as his level against these one-hit-die orcs. Mm -hmm. And again, that was not something actually put in the core rules to OD&D, but it is in Chainmail, and it is in First Edition, mm -hmm. and it is in Swords and Spells. And yep. so I actually look at this as as the, um, the the primary evidence that yeah, Gary really did mean even in original D and D for a fourth level fighter to get four attacks per round against one hit die targets yep. like this. Okay. So the fighter okay. is getting four attacks per round, and the the mechanic for grappling is that the orcs all run and make normal attack checks, and then when they succeed, they however many succeeded, they roll a d six. And that's countered by the fighter getting 46. And whoever gets more on those sums of D6s wins the grapple. And in this case, since the fighter's getting four and only two orcs hit, the fighter easily shakes off the grapple. Wow. And is this, yeah. is this, sorry, I'm, I'm, uh, I haven't read this text and I'm sitting here staring yeah. at it, but um, yeah. is, the, is the way that this is presented, in, is it presented in an air of, well, this is, these are the rules and you just missed this. Or is this like, here's how I would do it? Or is it like, <clears throat> like, this sounds crazy to me, right? Like, this is not in any actual rules anywhere. Right. Is, it, is it presented as sort of like, here's some new rules? Or? Yeah, that's great, great question. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't relate to anything that was written before, right? Mm -hmm. So you, you can't remotely say that this references any other prior thing. Um, uh, it just says, as yeah, they just, outnumber their It's opponents, just, this is how it works. It's just, here it is. This is yeah. how it works. That's just so I odd. Mean, I, that strikes me as so odd to do this in some weird supplementary, frequently asked questions. Like, because that sounds more like a case where you would be clarifying things, and here we are presented with a whole new system that doesn't exist anywhere else. Exactly, <laughs> that's super. You weird. got it. That's you super got weird. It, that's exactly what's happening with block effect. It's precisely that. And so oh. he, he, you know, he doesn't say either way. But I got to admit, I, I have to read this. Is like, I mean, to me, it reads like a DM just ad libbing this. I mean, I feel yeah, like. Yeah. I could maybe, you know, if I if I had just literally had never thought of grappling ever before and some player, I mean, I certainly wouldn't announce that my orcs are doing this and I don't have a rule for it. Uh, but if some player wanted to do this, maybe I would on the fly invent a rule kind of like this. Maybe, I guess. I feel like in, in, in talking to some of the folks who were involved in D&D &D back then in these early days, I feel like I always get this kind of contradictory uh, response or, or statement of how things, what things were like. That one, there was some level of irritation that they were constantly being asked for more detail, more detail, more detail. They were like, eh, you know, this is a creative game. Like, make stuff up, guys. Why stop asking us all these details? What's wrong with you? Yeah. On yeah, the other yeah. hand, the written response is always, here is a precise answer that we've known mm -hmm. all along. Here you go. Right? right, I don't understand why the answer is never that. It's never like right. make something up, please. Here's right. an example right. of a way you could make it up. Yeah. Right, but they never answered it that way. They always took this tone of, "Oh well, here's the correct answer." Frequently <laughs> tagged with the word "obviously." Yeah, right. Right, 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 right. It's pretty damn common for him to tag like, Sorry, "Well, obviously," blah 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 blah, blah with stuff that we've never seen. That's a pretty common rhetorical trope. So, so I don't know. If I so mean, maybe, maybe he was being sarcastic. I don't know, but it tends to be a lot. Yeah, the, you're right. The answer always tends to be a rather large quantity of new rules, whether it's for yeah. naval combat or aerial combat or grappling. The, the answer tends, you know, and I suppose someone could sit down and go, well, look, if they're asking you for pre-made adventures and they're asking for rules clarifications 
aren't those uh, you know product opportunities? Yeah, <laughs> and there was some you know for at least for some time there was some resistance behind that. But someone might say that's a that's a marketing opportunity right there that you can you can take up. Um, All right. All right. Speaking of speaking of product opportunities, um, yeah. I just want to bring up very quickly here. Um, we got a comment uh, in a previous uh, video uh, from one of our uh, users who helpfully provided exactly what we had asked for, which is if you you know have some specifics for us of this upcoming topic, let us know. So Jeff H wrote to us: If you're going to talk about grappling, we use and highly recommend the Dungeon Grappling Gaming Supplement by Doug Cole. It abstracts the details of grappling, similar to how hit points is an abstraction for health, wound, stamina, etc. We also use a programmable VTT map tool to handle the numbers and grappling status changes, etc. Overall, works pretty smoothly. So you and I looked up this product, right? We haven't, we have not, I will, I will say this, we have not bought it and we have yeah. not read it. Yeah. Right. But we looked at the previews available on drive-thru and we discussed, do we want to bring this thing up? And, and my gut reaction to it is similar to my gut reaction to, say, the 1E stuff of, like, I, it's great that it seems to be so highly recommended, but isn't the product, like, 50 pages long? Do I want pages 50 pages of grappling rules? Yeah. Yeah. Ah, that sounds like a lot of rules for grappling. Yeah. Let's, let's assume now, that half of it is fluff. That's still 25 pages right. of rules. Right. right. <laughs> Holy cow. And the first thing that taught to me is that you know, there there isn't, you know, again, there isn't a specialized subsystem for sword play that that, that we use for, for classic RPGs. Right. Um, right. As as many people said right at the start of the show today, it's like, you know, D D has a fairly abstract just like there's combat and there's hit points, and that's easy to manage, and you can remember that and fairly easy to get into. I would yeah. say, you know, thanks to the comment. I mean, frankly, yeah, no, that comment oh, largely inspired the show today, right? That's yeah, why yeah, we were yeah, discussing yeah. it and thinking about it and why if, we talk about it today, actually. In fact, if um, um, if Jeff is watching now, uh, I did not yeah. mean to be dismissive at all, and I appreciate the recommendation. Um, right. And if folks want complex grappling rules, sounds like that's a good choice, and I would recommend you go check that out. Um, but it is definitely not my taste, I will say that. I don't want heavy, dense rules for this stuff. Right. Even, even I'll, I'll even go all the way back and say, here's a point, Dan, there. You and I maybe disagree a little bit. I don't want separate rules for weapon types. I don't want any, like, a sword, a mace, a hammer, a, a, a spear. I don't need separate stuff for that. Even just different damage dice? Uh, well, I want different damage dice, but uh, sure, sure. Diff different value of damage dice, fine. But don't you have something in OED where you say you have, like, special rules for... The, like bludgeoning, piercing, slashing. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, that's and true. and that's that is a chunk of OED. When I do play OED okay. with other folks, I say I don't use this one. Okay, interesting. And I, interesting. I toss that out. Um, okay. I like detailed stuff. I certainly like right. the 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 visceral feeling of describing precise moves and precise attacks. But I always add that after. Right? I always do, okay, you made an attack, you did this many points of damage, now I will describe to you what that looks like, what that feels yeah. like, what, what you see, what actually happens. Um, and I add that detail in as a way of explaining the base mechanic of attack, hit or miss, and damage. Yeah. Now, in my defense, I will just say the thing that you know irritates me, uh, like if, if you've got a bunch of different weapons on the equipment list, I want. I do want there to be a reason why you'd make the choice between spear versus hand axe. Yep, I get they have that. Same damage. They're basically the same weight. So if if it's on the table, I want some distinction why you're choosing one instead of the other. It looks cooler. Uh, you, you don't like that one? No, nah, no, not enough. No, my okay. my guy's more of an axe guy than a spear guy. I mean, just you know, it's just the kind of guy why? he is. Anyway, that's a different. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay, don't get derailed. Don't get derailed. Yeah, this is yeah. the grappling show. Okay, the grappling show. Sorry. As, yeah. as we start to arm wrestle over over <laughs> other issues, I, I want to see the top secret. I want to see the top secret table. Okay, great, great, great. Uh, Damn it! But if you want so everything I, now, I think we're back. Should now. should should so, you, does it look right to you now? Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, okay. Sorry about that. Yeah. Sorry, everyone. Um, 
You didn't miss anything. We noticed it right away. What we're doing here is, sorry, I'm trying to get you asked for, you wanted this page of text. Yes, this is first edition top secret by, by the original administrator, Merle Rasmussen. And here, grappling has a full page table, wrestling here, has a full page table whereby if you're experienced with wrestling, you get to pick one of these attack forms, one of these offensive maneuvers in the first column, and there's, I guess, about 20 different offensive maneuvers you could choose from, and the defender picks one of several defensive maneuvers, and you look up this matrix, and the defensive maneuver that you can use is limited based on the offensive maneuver that you're using at the same time, and based on how that matrix works out, you get a, you get a damage code of either W, X, Y, or Z, and hey, that looks like jousting. <laughs> That's yeah. Funny. So if you really want some deep, maybe if you really want some really detailed grappling rules for you know particularly human on human combat, maybe you could check out original Top Secret where you have a whole subsystem matrix, and that's just for wrestling. On a separate page, you'll get a separate chart, a separate full page chart for judo moves, offensive and defensive. And then another page after that, there'll be boxing. And another page after that, there will be swordplay with different swordplay attacks and defenses that you can do and stuff like that. So that's the um, that's the top secret system if you really want to go heavy duty. At the time, there was right there was a lot of table-based stuff. Yeah, yeah. So well, that, we see that in jousting. Let me give you the, and, give you the counter example of the thing that I like. And I can't remember, this is either either Warhammer or DCC does this. Kind of, I'm kind of scared now to uh, to shift back to the just our two heads. I'm gonna do it, folks, and I'm gonna fix it if and when I screw up the audio. Hang on. Okay, we should be all right. <laughs> We're here. A lot of gremlins in the works today. Okay, so um, okay, I can't again. I can't remember if this is Warhammer or DCC, but um, there's a, a, a usage of. Uh, critical effects, right? And you know, I use this in my own games just as a as a buffer between death, zero hit points, and death. Of okay, you've suffered a critical effect. And I seen, I want to think it's second edition Warhammer, possibly first, that introduces separate subtables based on things like, oh, you're fighting undead. Here's a separate critical chart for them instead, right. because because the criticals for a human don't really make sense. So here's some different stuff. So I love right. that, and I would love to see, well, here's a different chart for your wrestling. Great. Yeah. Give me that chart then of of, uh, of stuff. And I just want it at the end, I guess, rather than, you know, intertwined with all this complex mechanical stuff. Interesting. I can see that. I can yeah. see that. Yeah. That's what I'm after. <clears throat> Let me answer just a couple of things yep. that have flown by in the, in the, in the great chat. Um, John is asking uh, whether we've actually played first edition Top Secret. You know, I have not. The page we, we were looking at um, is first edition, and when I actually got my copy of the rules, I guess it was on to uh, second edition. So it had been hmm. modified, simplified a little bit, not a lot. It still had a giant matrix for unarmed combat, um, but I was playing, I guess what was technically second edition, I guess, slightly simplified maybe a year or two later. And the other thing I got to point out that really made me laugh is Joe, when we had one of our tech glitches there, uh, Joe said, Dan, repeat yourself, um, which is really funny because when I teach programming, the number one philosophical principle that I keep hammering on from day one to, to the end is I always say, and uh, is don't repeat yourself, don't <laughs> repeat yourself, or D-R-Y for short. And that comes out of the Pragmatic Programmer book uh, in the 90s, actually. I didn't come up with that, but over and over and over again, I'm telling my students, don't repeat yourself, don't repeat yourself, don't repeat yourself. Um, so it's pretty funny that Joe managed to slap me back with that today. Nice, <laughs> nice. nice. Well uh, done. Well for, done, sir. For what it's worth, Dan immediately noticed the problem that time and was just telling me, there's a problem, Paul, you better fix it. So <laughs> you didn't miss anything, viewers, don't worry. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, good stuff. So, Paul, right. what do you do for yeah. grappling? Yeah, we've got, we've got you, five minutes left. I can't believe we filled so do? much time with freaking grappling. Yeah. What do I do? I use none of this stuff. Um, basically, <laughs> <laughs> basically, uh, I fall back on... Here's the thing. Uh, I've rarely seen a game where a player is, like, in a ring, uh, you know, with another opponent, and we're going to wrestle, like, in a traditional wrestling way. That doesn't 
tend to happen. Much more often, it's very highly situational. Oh, I'm here. This guy is here. He's going to try and run away. Uh, my, my friend is 100 feet away, and they have the thing that we need, and I just need this guy to not move, so I grab him. Right. Or mm-hmm. I'm conveniently next to this cliff and I'm going to just kind of just grab this guy and chuck him off the cliff. Or I have a fly spell, so I'm going to scoop this person up and fly them over over, over the cliff and let them go. Right? So this is weird situational stuff like that where it's not really traditional grappling wrestling stuff. And and uh, and I just need to like, OK, well, that's not really a regular attack. What you're asking me to do, it's kind of like wrestling. So uh, that's where we start going, oh, we should apply the grappling rules. Um, so I tend to do basically what I do for any weird action, which I love, by the way. I love when my players say, I want to do something, and I'm like, well, that's not in the rules. Great. I, I try to boil it quickly down to a die roll, if possible. Either uh, either a, this is kind of like an attack, so please make an attack roll, and then I'll interpret what that means. Or, um, you know, just I'm just going to make a percentage. It's, you know, four and six chances works, roll a d6. So, um, so I usually boil it down to that. I have them roll the die, and then I just narrate. And and then the next round, where it's slightly different, I make up something else new. <clears throat> and the nice thing about that is it works for a lot more than just grappling. It works for all all the crazy stuff my players try. Right. I'm gonna jump on this right. chandelier, and I'm gonna swing, and I'm gonna drop on top of him, and then I'm gonna I got a bag, and I'm gonna shove it over his head so he can't see. Right. Okay, sure. Right. Roll some dice and. Well, we got a chance of success, and if you succeed, I'll narrate something cool, and if you fail, I'll narrate something funny, and and we'll go from there. I mean, I feel that's what you know. That's that's for for many of us, that's the kind of play that made us fall in love with role playing games. Yeah. That kind of you know surprise, but pretty reasonable from a reasonable DM that knows about the world. Uh, you know, reasonable judgments on the fly that we kind of agree with, and uh, a die roll to make it objective and you know that's the kind of play that's fast paced and interesting and spicy and slightly unpredictable but you can go oh yeah that sort of makes sense and that's the kind of play that many of us you know fell in love with role-playing games so i personally really like that yeah is that what you use as well i okay so i will say that you know again and it's funny because grappling in my in in my year-long campaign about a year ago like it came up by surprise i didn't have that in oed i hadn't thought it through but sure enough, they were fighting on a precipice on a mountain cliff. And one of my players said, I grab the knoll and I throw him off the cliff. And I'm like, okay, here we, here's grappling. And I guess, yeah, yeah. I guess this, is how, this is how someone comes up with their own unique, wacky, halfway broken grappling rules. But here we go. And my go-to was to make a two-roll sequence of roll to hit, and then we'll make opposed strength checks. And if that works, you can push them around if you want to, and it worked, and the knoll went flying off the cliff. So that actually looks quite a bit like, well, it looks it looks more like third edition, right, I guess. I guess it looks more like third edition than fifth edition. Is I have a two-roll sequence, and the mm-hmm. second roll is opposed strength checks, and then you can move them around and do what you want or pin them down for a round. It's, it's so close to what I probably would have done myself, right? So, it, And I feel like the number of checks you want is probably dependent on the lethality or the, the dramatic outcome of the result right if it if you were talking about something that's just going to do a couple points of damage then i probably Mm -hmm. don't want two checks because why should this be harder than a normal attack but if you're talking about like i'm going to try a special thing that's going to chuck him off the cliff and definitely kill him then okay maybe two checks and my my gut tells me make an attack roll great that determines whether or not you grab and throw him and then maybe i'm going to give him a saving throw to grab onto the lip of the of the cliff and not not plummet to his death uh, I will admit, and I'm kind of pinging off a couple things in chat here. You know, I do. If I, from a, from a realism perspective, I, my instinct is that if you went to either punch or grapple somebody, and they actually had a lethal weapon, they had a battle axe or a sword <laughs> or a, 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 a giant lobster with a with a razor sharp claw. My my ex my my feeling would be that it's hard to get in there. Yeah, hard to get in there and succeed. So. My, I actually, the, I, my intent with the two rolls yeah. is actually to make it a little bit harder, assuming the opponent has a lethal weapon. Mm-hmm. Now, John, the comments said that there are um, medieval manuscripts of knights being trained in swordplay, and part of that training is to grapple at some point. So maybe, possibly, I'm wrong about that. 
the OSR uh, uh, product that you mentioned earlier actually starts with some nice motivational text, including a quote from somebody saying, if there are two sword combatants and they're equally matched in every way, the match will go to the person who's the better wrestler, which hmm. is kind of an interesting quote. Interesting. So maybe I'm wrong about that, but I feel like it, frankly, it ought to be hard if someone has a lethal yeah. weapon. I, th I um, think... And then, yeah. I think this is just stylistic choice that we're at at this point. So like uh, nobody's right, right sure. here. But right, right. um I, I, I agree with you. I could see that, like, yeah, yeah. I'm, I've got a you know four foot long sword and you're gonna try and rush in and right. grab me, that I should have an right. advantage. I, I might just right. then chuck a minus two on the attack roll or something, right? Yep. Oh, it's I a little can, harder. I can see that. A little harder. Yeah. He's got a little better defense. Now, the other thing that John challenged me on, and I really appreciate the math challenge, thank you very much, is what is a Noel's strength? And, you know, I, I have a very simple rule of thumb for that is a monster has a strength bonus of their hit die, of half their hit dice. Great. That's what great. That's uh, super so, useful. Uh, yeah, exactly. So two hit die, no, half that is one. That's their strength bonus, right, on a D6 <laughs> or to damage or something like that. Um, and actually, there's that's not just totally pulled out of my butt. Uh, if you go back to the first edition DM's guide, there's a listing of monster strengths, and you can do a statistical analysis on that. And that's kind of sort of what it comes out to be. So that's actually where I came up with that. Awesome. Well, we have certainly run the clock here, Dan. Um, amazingly, we are well over on a topic that I think we both said at the beginning. Is this going to fill the whole show? Yeah, turns out it sure does. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not surprised. There's a there's a lot. There was a lot. We saw so much interesting rules text today, Paul. Yeah, I'm yeah, so glad. I'm so glad we looked at that. There's a there's a lot. Of, now we didn't talk about the punching rules. We didn't talk about the overbearing rules, which is which is a separate part in those sections. So we have at least yeah. two more shows about yeah. punching and overbearing that we, we can do we in could, the future, We could Paul. maybe lump those together into a general, like, unarmed combat slash non-lethal combat, which is interesting stuff, honestly. Uh, non-lethal, I've got to have a whole episode. <laughs> there's uh, the whole concept of non-lethal damage and what I want to attack but I don't want to kill. I think that's that's very interesting. Uh, so maybe that's good an point. interesting topic. Yeah, Viewers, if you have any thoughts, if you think we missed an important angle on, on grappling or wrestling, or there's some related... Uh, combat mechanics you think that we didn't cover and you want to hear us talk about, uh, please leave us a comment in the video. Uh, we would love to hear from you and uh, and uh, spurn off a new conversation. Absolutely. We would, we would look forward to, to seeing that. Remember, if you are new to show, that you can like, follow, and subscribe to us on a variety of social media, such as Twitter and Facebook and here on YouTube and also on Twitch. And we do have the handle Wandering DMs, all one word, on all of those sites. So please look for us there. Uh, likewise, you can listen to our, our show on audio-only podcast if you prefer. That is available at our website at wanderingdms.com. Also through various podcast carriers, such as iTunes and Google Podcast and Spotify. If you are listening to us on one of those carriers, please take a moment to rate and review us there on that site. We really appreciate it. We very much do. And also, thanks to our growing list of patrons who support the Wandering DM show and our other shows. We could not do what we're doing without your help. If you would like to join our generous patrons, please go to patreon.com slash wanderingdms, and you'll see a number of different uh, registration levels. Uh, discounts on merch that provides, uh, uh, surveys of what you'd like to see on our blogs and Paul, how does the the Discord right? Is that right? And the Discord, uh, all levels of patrons get access to the Discord. A lot of great conversations being had over there. And Dan and I have a tendency to hang out on the Discord immediately following our shows. So uh, if you want to come and talk to us a little bit more directly, uh, that is a great opportunity to do so. So come on, uh, join the Patreon and join us in the post show chat in the Discord. Definitely. Also, look for our upcoming shows this week, such as The Big Bad, Episode 5, happening this Tuesday at 8 p.m. And uh, the player, the, the team trying to get at The Big Bad this week is, drumroll, WebDM. Uh, so our very good friends at WebDM, who are amazing uh, podcasters, streamers, and just expert D&Ders, um, Jim Pruitt, Emma, Rudy, are all there Tuesday night, so we will see whether they can take the uh, the lead slot from currently second best D and D, followed by the Horde Takers that we saw last week with 
Luke Gygax and Stefan Picorni. So we'll see whether WebDM comes in above that team or below that team this Tuesday at 8 p.m. So please tune in for that. I saw that there's already some speculative comments on the uh, upcoming YouTube premiere link. So oh, really? uh, yeah, yeah. So check that out and um, yeah, yeah. See, see what happens. Awesome, awesome. And also tune in for 10 Dead Rats on Thursday that Paul runs, of course, which is an excellent show. Um, anything else Anything else I'm forgetting, Paul? That's the main thing on my mind is the big bad on Tuesday. Yep, I think that's about it. Cool, cool. Really looking forward to that episode. So, of course, don't forget that we are live with the D&D talk show that you are currently experiencing every Sunday at 1 p.m. Eastern time. So we hope that you will join us again next week for another thought-provoking discussion. We'll see you then.